0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Epic Podcast. Introducing your hosts, Nelson Lugo and Chafer the Dark Lord.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, from the spacious and beautiful Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens, this is the Epic Podcast, Episode 4. My name is Nelson Lugo. And I am the other guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> really? That's how you're going to you going to start this? Yep, that's I've decided my new uh that's going to be my new intro on the show. I'm now going to be a function of you. Uh I will now be the other guy. It'll be it'll be the Epic Podcast hosted by Nelson Lugo and a guest.
1: I can, no, that that's no, we can't do that. I can't credit the other guy. I have to credit you. It'll be credited in the show notes on the on the website. No, 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 no. No, this is half yours, remember? Oh. Half yours right that's i now i have
2: two microphones yeah and that part's mine the yeah. microphones are mine that half is, of the show is mine oh dear the gear
1: <sighs> ladies and gentlemen directly ahead of me is of course Schaefer, the dark lord hi the purple clad prince of darkness um the uh adderall addled brain uh working on his new album yeah uh how's the new album coming buddy still coming.
2: <laughs> I've, I've been working on it. You know, I felt like I worked on it most of the uh, the early part of the year. I was kind yeah. of writing some songs without a lot of direction. And it wasn't until about halfway through the year I, I came up with a, an idea to turn this record into a concept album. Right. And then I came up with a concept. And then I started writing songs to kind of tie the whole concept together. So it's become a more... I guess it's become a more focused project oh, because I have direction now. But yeah. at the same time, it's become a bigger project and a more complicated. Well,
1: way. I mean, well, where are you? Are you like halfway done? Are you a quarter of the way done? Uh, you know, I f- or is it still too early to tell? I feel it's safe to say that
2: it's I am halfway done. Oh, well, I, I most of the songs are written. There's still a couple of songs I have to finish writing, and a lot of the songs are. They're completely recorded, and their they're, the vocals tracks have been edited and comped, and it's all prepared for mixing. I'm not going to be mixing it. I'm going to find somebody else to mix it. Sure. Um, and now I'm uh, writing these. I'm writing scripts for these skits that tie the whole concept of the album together. So I have to finish writing those, and with uh, another, I'm bringing in another writer to help me with those, and then uh, get the voice actors together for that and record wow. that while
1: finishing up a couple songs. But. Um, So this is so when you say this has turned into a much bigger project than you thought, you're not kidding. You're talking. I mean, you're talking voice uh, actors. You're talking scripts. You're talking. uh, Not only are you making all these songs, but you're you're you're. There's a a narrative through line that's going through the whole thing as well. That is correct. In
2: previous records, it has just been all of the songs that I had written. Randomly for two years, and once I had a handful of them, then I would record right. them all, do final recordings of them all, and then put them out as as one record and throw some skits in there, kind sure, of haphazardly. Sure. Now there's a there is a concept, there's a narrative, and so I'm trying to keep it kind of
1: well, focused. Good gracious! Well, I wish you nothing but the best of luck on that, buddy.
2: Uh, I, I I got a little bonus, I got a little uh, boost to my momentum.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh, I will tell you what. Let's 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 do let's do our catch up segment. Uh, so, what's up, Schaefer?
2: Right, that's, that's, that's how we begin to catch up. What's up? Well, as I previously mentioned, yeah. I've spent most of the last month, as much like the previous months, locked in my apartment in solitude working on this concept record. I did get a bit of a, of a, a boost to my productivity as well as my momentum this month when New York City... Turned into I Am Legend for a week.
1: <laughs> hurricane Sandy came to town and leveled all of the in- infrastructure of Manhattan. It was, it was actually more than just a week. It was closer to two weeks because we had, we had Sandy. And then, and then literally the next week, we had uh, uh, a out-of-the-blue snowstorm uh, oh, right. that just came out of nowhere. So week one, we had a devastating hurricane. Right. Week two, we had a freak snowstorm that has come and gone with no evidence of it snowing anytime soon, and then week three was when uh, Godzilla attacked. Which, so I mean, it was pretty. It was a pretty uh, terrible month. I know
2: really New like. Yorkers are already so blasé about everything, but when when Godzilla came to town, yeah,
1: like nobody even didn't nobody even really make f- headlines. It didn't, were, it didn't even make the the, the news. They people are yeah. still
2: talking about the cleanup efforts in in the Rockaways, and let's be fair, the Rockaways are were devastated. Oh, yeah. Absolutely devastated. They Um, were.
1: I mean, Lower Manhattan was fucked. I mean, there was uh, flooding um, um, all the way up Lower Manhattan. There was no power um, south of, like, 14th Street. Um, Battery Park became, like, you know, the rat version of Wizard of Oz. It was, like... (laughs) It's like, they followed the yellow brick road to the promised land. It was nothing. It was just a sea of rats on top of an actual
2: saltwater sea. It was crazy. A lot of those rats drowned. And now what we have, we thought it was going to clear out part of the rat population in New York City. Nope. Super rats. The ones that survived. Oh, fuck. Yeah. The
1: the mutant rats that have evolved.
2: They're huge. They weigh like 40 pounds. They all have iPhones. (laughs) They all stand on the left on the escalator instead of walking. Look, when you're on the escalator and you're on the left, you walk. You don't stand. But yeah. not these super rats, no. no. Um, so anyway, so with the city shut down for a week, public transportation was shut down for a week. And it's really you know crippling to a, a metropolitan area like this when there's no public transportation. People right. couldn't get travel to work or, or whatever. Um, I couldn't go to my day job for a week because it is in lower Manhattan.
1: I had to walk to your apartment.
2: Yeah. We live technically in the same <laughs> village, but you still had to walk. I had to because, walk. Uh, so I used that time like everybody else. I got wrapped up in the, the pre storm panic and I loaded up my apartment with supplies, which really means beer. And I didn't really leave my apartment for five days. And I got a ton of work for the new record done. And I feel like I got some momentum going that I'm oh, now good. trying to ride out uh, good, good, for good. the rest of this year. I may have told people on the internet once that I had this record coming uh, in the fall <laughs> 2012. <laughs> That's not happening. No. No, this is going to be a 2013 no. release. Yeah, early, well, early
1: 2013, by the end. Well, I mean, it, it just seems to me like you've just, it. The, the concept has just grown exponentially since the initial concept. It's, it's just going to take some time. That's it's, all.
2: it's become a bigger project yeah. than I anticipated. I don't know that it's going to work. <clears throat> uh, well, I mean. I'm not really sure that it's a good concept, <laughs> <laughs> but I've committed to it and now I have to
1: execute it. <clears throat> well I've heard I, I've heard um some of the tracks and I, I I must admit this is um some of the best work you've done so far oh you're too kind no like yeah I mean I, I've heard I've heard some of them um there's a couple of them that I still think need to grow on me but I think you I, but I think you're still working that out for yourself yeah true um uh, but there are just there's a few right off the bat that I've heard you do live already that I'm just really enamored with. So well, thanks. Yeah. Um,
2: it's, I'm going to be really excited when it's done, and then I will finally be able to catch up on all these guest verses that I've put on the back burner. <laughs> Sorry, rappers. <laughs> hey, Nelson Lugo, let me ask you a question. What's that, Schaefer? What have you been up to?
1: My my my. I well, let's see. Um, I don't know if you heard, but there was a hurricane. Um, right in New York, covered that. Yes, uh, you know, you know, you know what the supplies I bought. I was woefully underprepared for this storm. I, because I, mean, I come from Florida, so whenever I hear of a hurricane, I'm like, ah, oh, man, this New York doesn't know fucking hurricanes. We know fucking hurricanes. So I went to the store and I got a six pack of Sam Adams Cherry Wheat, two boxes of blueberry, some uh, lac- lactose free milk, and a pie. That was it. That was it that was my hurricane supplies luckily nothing happened luckily um our area of his story was largely unaffected right um but i spent a lot of that time playing video games uh basically and being bored out of my skull and being livid mad that we had to cancel our halloween show um and uh and had to put on hold a lot of things that Epic Win Rusk was doing, uh, because of the stupid storms and snowstorms and hurricanes and Godzilla attacks and whatnot. Oh right. That was another thing that
2: happened. I forgot about that happened during that week. Yeah. Uh there was supposed to be a Halloween show. Yeah. An Epic Win Halloween show that I was yeah. gonna host and it was also uh Epic Win co producer Mary Sin's birthday party. Yes, it was. And obviously it got cancelled because Lower Manhattan was dark and people couldn't even if no, people yeah, could get to the show, there was no power the, at the, the venue. Vi-
1: yeah, the venue that we were at had no power whatsoever.
2: So obviously we had to cancel the show, but uh, it was still Mary's birthday, so we got a bunch of people together. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and we went to a bar in Brooklyn. <laughs> That's right. We couldn't get there because there was no public transportation, so we got a ride. Yeah. Somebody gave us a ride, and we went to this this, uh, this bar in Brooklyn. We had a great time. We did, It was yeah. such a fun night, hanging out with friends. Everybody was like, Sandy, you're not going to keep me down and putting on our costumes and having drinks. Yeah. Boy, that was a fun night. Up until, <laughs> up until I lost my iPhone in a cab and oh, that's and, right. and broke my toe. That's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, like a professional.
1: Yeah. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. You broke your toe because you uh, lost your phone, and in your uh, anger and two year old tantrum, you kicked the leg of your couch that's not true that's not what happened what happened was I came home I frantically
2: tried to email you because we shared a cabin you were still in it on the way to your apartment so I'm frantically trying to email you and I'm realizing I'm not going to get my phone back, and uh, I start stripping out of my costume. I'm wearing this, like, black metal costume, and I'm, like, stripping it off, and I'm throwing gauntlets and gloves and spiked wristbands and wigs and stuff all over my apartment. <laughs> and I'm just storming around my apartment in this drunken, angry rage, and, uh, while, and just pacing. And, uh, yeah, and then I, you know, I didn't kick it out of rage, but I did uh, miss judge the distance that I had and I yeah I I clipped the edge of my couch and I broke my toe oh dear oh dear yeah oh also I I, I went and got a new phone the next day but I was I was made aware uh, when I was you know syncing that phone that I had not backed my last phone up in over a year (laughs) so I lost a year's worth of contacts text history like over a thousand photos yeah so, hey kids, you got a smartphone and you can back it up. It's real easy. Don't be stupid. Back it up.
1: Yeah, I've, I've already given you a ton of shit for it. I'm not yeah, going so to give you any so more shit. So did the whole it. internet. I posted I lost my phone and lost all of this data. What did you expect and, was going to happen? And everybody on the internet was like,
2: oh, you know what? You can sync that with the cloud. I'm sure I can in the
1: past. Yeah no you know what no no you get to take the hit on that one because you can't post on a social network about how you're sad that you've lost all your contacts for the past year and not take the hit of the internet telling you you should have backed it up you should have done something
2: yes or 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 chime in with their bullshit yes. brand loyalty t- and be like no. you know what if you had an android yeah. thanks you helpful fucker that no, no, doesn't no, no. really fix no. this problem fuck you
1: shave the dark lord you take the hit on that one because you posted that publicly
2: oh you are you telling me i'm asking for it
1: yes you were totally asking for that one well, that may
2: be, but I guess I should—I should never doubt the internet. That you will be a dick in the comments if, yeah, if if somebody posts anything. You know what I think is tasty? Chocolate chip cookies. Those are bullshit. White chocolate macadamia nut. <laughs> yep, that guy's out there.
1: Ah, uh, let's see. What else? What else did I do? Oh, well, you did get to do one show. That is. Absolutely true. Uh, the Epic Win Burlesque presents Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Sexy went out went off without a hitch, and it was a rounding success. Uh, we sold out two nights. Um, in fact, the second night there was there was such a long line that the theater added. Something, something like 20 more chairs They pulled office chairs Out of their offices For people to sit on There was people Sitting on the stage At one point um, The house manager Just pointed to people In the line and said Look If there's a spot On the floor And you don't mind Sitting there You can watch the show And we'll charge you for it It was crazy It was insane It was a packed Super Beyond packed Like uh, you know I hope there's no Fire marshals listening But um, mm-hmm. They were like It was completely illegal The amount of people That was inside that room uh, and it was a great time. It was a, such a fantastic show.
2: It was a lot of fun for me, to, because I went both nights, which mean, <laughs> which also, <laughs> sorry, sorry people who couldn't get into the show, because there I am being a freeloader and sucking up a, No, you're a not a freeloader. You
1: are, you, you are and always will be a member of Epic Win Burlesque.
2: Well, great. Then I played that card this weekend, and I got to go both nights, and it was a lot of fun. It's, it's fun to go and see these shows now. Uh, and to get to just be a fan, right? Uh, because I always thought that uh, our little crew of misfits was doing excellent work. I thought that they, we were always putting on very good shows, Sure. and so it's nice to go um, and, and have that and confirmed be, and not know anything about the show really, and uh-huh. um, to have it confirmed. Be like, yes, these 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 jerk friends of mine—they put on a really good show. <laughs> it was excellent. The Lord of the Rings show—it was just excellent. Uh, I had so much fun.
1: No, it was great, and it was the first show where it was a, a national cast. You know, we had. Uh, Uh, Sophie Maltese from um, uh, Portland, Portland, Oregon. Oregon, She's doing a Gimli Act. Her world, her well, not world, but her like you know, internet renowned Gimli Act. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. We had Kissa von Adams from Orlando, Florida. What up, Kissa Um, von Adams? What up, Kissa? Uh, Doing uh, the Eye of Sauron. It was (laughs) incredible. yeah, it was such a good time. Um, I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of waiting for some of the press to come back because Time Out in New York did a whole photo shoot and so that may end up on the on the internet. Which night did they go? They went Saturday night. Okay. And uh, It's always
2: better on Saturday night. Yeah. You work out all the bugs on Friday night and Saturday night is a much yeah. smoother show. Well, Everybody's fr- act is more polished. It's, and- it's
1: different. Like Friday night, like the comedy is fresher and the moments are more unexpected um, and so that always lends to more to uh, unexpected humor uh, but Saturday night like you know we know what we're doing we've worked out all the kinks and so it's more of a of a solid show so it really depends on what you're in the mood for um, but yeah it was great I, I, I fucking loved it I wish you know this was the first time that I, I wish I had a third night to do it because I would yeah. have loved to have done it one more night
2: you easily could have <clears throat> were, oh yeah Oh were, easily so many people easily showed
1: up so many people showed up um, and so thank you so much to all the fans who came out thank you so much uh, to the cast and, and crew and, and it was just a remarkable evening of shows and I uh, I can't wait to do it again got to see both of our previous uh, guests on the podcast there on Saturday, yeah. Saturday night Lucas, Se- right. Lucas Siegel and MC Front a lot were there that's right Lucas Siegel MC Front were in the house uh, and uh uh, Lucas Siegel donated some stuff to our uh, our nerd trivia challenge, which was uh, really really wonderful of him. And uh, yeah, it was great. Um, it had a, I I can't I mean I could spend the whole podcast just talking about that show, but I'm not going to. But thank it's, goodness it's uh, uh, it, I, I don't I don't know if the if the listeners can tell, but I'm just I'm really hoarse and I'm kind of coughing uh, because I blew out my my vocal cords uh, over the two days because I was having so much damn fun. Um, But yeah, it was great. And I can't wait to do... uh, In fact, I may even tease it right now. We have another main stage show coming up. Uh, I forget what month it is, but maybe you can tell me because I think you're heading it up. Um, We're going to be doing... The theme of the show is Epic Wind Burlesque, the musical.
2: I believe it's in February. Yes,
1: February. Yes. And it's going to be two nights of musical theater inspired burlesque acts. And I remember your words exactly... Uh, you said, Nelson, uh, just sit this one out. <laughs> I got this. I think were your exact words.
2: Look, if it's if it comes down to the two of us being selected to uh,
1: <laughs> put
2: together hosting duties for a show based on musical theater.
1: I've been in musical theater. Yeah. But you don't. Breathe, musical
2: theater. No, I don't. That's I am made weird. of musical theater.
1: I don't think that's a thing you could be made of. But uh, yes, yeah. uh, yeah, so you're you're in charge. I'm going to be the guy in the musical who's confused as to where all the music is coming from and why everybody's bursting into song.
2: Oh, great. You're going to be like a like a, a traveler and you've crossed into yes. a dimension. Oh, that's terrific.
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody.
2: We're just working out our show plans right now in front of you.
1: Uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, it's just been a jam-packed month. I mean, um, I'm just really kind of gearing up for our fourth season, which is insane. And I'm just kind of getting all the pieces in place for that and uh, building a uh, sort of a, a staff for our nerdy burlesque festival at the end of next year. And it's just... A lot of lists. Yeah. A whole lot of lists. Um, but I'm really excited about this podcast uh, because we have a very, very special guest here.
2: Well, we don't uh, yet. Well, no. I mean, she'll be here in a moment. That was another thing that happened during the hurricane. I want to address this that I have not... I, I feel I want... Because I have not mentioned this once on social media. But oh, it, was in, that? it was in the middle of hurricane week. Yeah. I am legend. It was in the middle <laughs> of hurricane week. And uh, it was announced... That Disney was buying Lucasfilm Hell for four yeah. billion dollars, Hell and yeah. that adding to that announcement, they were going to produce uh, a new trilogy: Episode Seven, Eight, Nine. Yep. Um, and I have not spoken publicly about it yet.
1: I don't um, think you really have
2: either. I don't think I I've think seen. I,
1: well, no, I, I, I think I chimed in on somebody else's post about it. For the record. I'm gonna tell you later,
2: let me ask you something Nelson Lugo, yeah, do we have any uh listener mail this month?
1: Reader mail yes, we do dun, dun, uh, dun, 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 dun. we've got uh, let's say one two three, four, five six emails six we're blowing up, we're blowing up. that's literally that means we must have gained a listener um but most basically it's just a lot of uh, a, a lot of loving email actually um they loved our zombie podcast, they really love uh, what we're doing and enjoying what we're doing and are, are very enthusiastic about stuff that's coming up. Um, uh, and uh, mostly it's uh, suggestions as to various things that I could yell out instead of the phrases that you don't like. Right.
2: Last month I, mm. I made a call for suggestions yes. for new yes. catchphrases for Nelson Lugo because he needs something other than sweet jumping Jehuzafats. Jehuzafats. Jehuzafats uh, good gravy
1: <laughs> You almost said it just now I know I know Because I like saying Holy fucking shitballs Holy fucking shit! I was in DC I was at the DC show And I said holy fucking shitballs on stage And then somebody After the show came up to me and said Wow you really do say that a lot don't you Oh somebody
2: posted like or Yeah Somebody messaged me after that And was like Oh by the way yeah Saw Luga's show in uh, DC this weekend, And saw Epic Wind down here And he said uh, Holy fucking shitballs at least twice Yeah yeah. Oh and uh that's not a thing that happens. That's your other phrase. So yeah. what do you got? What do you what, what did uh what did the listener suggest for new catchphrases? Well, we have
1: for you? Uh, Steve K um who refers to us as Mr. Dark Lord and Dr. Lugo MD. I had no idea you went to medical school. <clears throat> I never did. Uh he's 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 bestowing honorifics that I haven't earned yet, hmm. which is um great. Oh. Awful, awesome. Um <clears throat> I see. mean
2: there's no shortage of unqualified people out there referring to themselves as doctor.
1: <laughs> True. Tons of unqualified people. Yeah. Um, here we go. So the first word is uh, suggestions for new catchphrases for Nelson Lugo. Sassafras. Oh, that's a good one. You say that, sassafras. I've never said No, I never said it as an exclamation. I always say it as a as a descriptor for someone else. Right. You say
2: it as a term of endearment for yes, people. Yes. You got a lot of moxie there, sassafras. Exactly. You say it like that. I have said it. I've
1: never said it as an exclamation. Ooh. Oh, could that be our mystery guest? I think that's the door. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a short break to let our guest in, and we'll continue with the emails in just a moment.
0: Okay, everybody.
1: I am pulling away down from
0: the sun
2: Ladies and gentlemen, our guest on the program this month is a professional cosplayer. She also performs burlesque in New York City, working with such known nerdy troops as D20 and Epic Win. Please welcome to the program Stella Chu.
1: Yay, Stella Hi. Chu!
2: How you doing, Stella Chu?
1: I'm good. I'm
0: sitting in this chair with these headphones and a microphone and two guys. <laughs>
1: <What>? <laughs> yes, you have all. You have everything you need. You have everything you need. I just need a cat.
0: A uh, kitten no, to pet.
1: No, no, no. Oh,
2: no. If, if we had a cat, then Lugo would go to the emergency room. <laughs> I
1: would die. He is, Why do you want to kill me, Chu? He is... You just got here. I'm Seriously. also
0: allergic to cats.
1: Oh, are <laughs> we can both commiserate later after the show. Yeah. But, but you, want
2: this, you want to not be... You want to be able to hang out with them because they're so fun, but... No, they're not. Can, well, not him, because he, he seems to think that the animals that he's allergic to yeah. have like a, a an actual vendetta against him. <laughs> they
1: do. All cats are trying to kill me. Uh, so ipso facto, all cat people are trying to kill me.
2: So Stella Chu,
1: <laughs> thank you again for coming over and joining us. Yes, welcome, welcome to Studio 6C. Uh, uh, we've got some
2: questions about uh, cosplay, <laughs> but we're going to get to that in a minute. First, we want to talk about, as as we mentioned in the first half of the program, uh, that we would like to discuss the recently announced Disney buyout of Star Wars or of Lucasfilm, and the announcement that they are going to do a new trilogy of episodes Seven, Eight, and Nine. And it seems everybody on the internet has an opinion about this, either uh, optimism or skepticism, or just s- <laughs> still white hot hatred um, about about this announcement. I would love to hear your feelings about a about a new Star Wars trilogy being helmed by Disney.
0: I think it's a great idea. I don't think Disney has ever created anything that's like. Not been amazing in the box office. Um, look at what they did with Marvel. I know, I know that. Yeah. I know that they did, probably didn't have like a huge hand in in um, all the things with Marvel, but it's still that that, that they have a say um, and they're still funding it. And I think that's a huge um, con- contribution. I think it's going to be great.
1: Yeah, I, I I absolutely agree for the same for the very same reasons. In that um, lately, Disney has as, as a nerd has done right by me for quite a while now and i don't I don't see how they could possibly, because Disney likes to make money, and they want these movies to do really, really well. Uh, George Lucas had too much money and didn't care. so um i I think this is nothing but wonderful news for both Star Wars fans and nerds across the board. yeah,
0: yeah,
2: I think that there's more I, I'm also incredibly optimistic about it. i' I think it's exciting news. I think that in and with Disney owning Pixar and owning Marvel. Uh, clearly they have an incredibly talented team of storytellers behind them. And I think the things that hurt George Lucas's prequels the most is that there was just really clumsy, poorly executed storytelling. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think Disney's interest in necessarily making money is indicative of of them being good movies because George Lucas made some pretty lousy movies and he still raked in a ton of money. Disney knows that they're going to make a lot of money and they still put incredible talent behind their product.
0: Well, they concentrate on putting the magic in their films and making it into an experience for their viewers. And it's, it, you're not going to see some kind of uh, movie that's just pure entertainment where, uh, you know, you're not using your brain. Um, I'm pretty sure that whatever comes out of, of this merger is going to be very beautiful films that are going to have great stories, are going to be very relatable and are going to be timeless.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I, and, and action packed. And I, I think, I think they're going to go back to the original formula. Um, you know, all of all of the preliminary stuff that I've been hearing coming out of this, like some of the some of the writers that they've been approaching, some of the directors that are like, you know, uh, like banging on Disney's door, like "Let me do it, let me do it." It just all of that just seems like really good, at least uh, on the periphery, on the on the surface, as being just really good for. The franchise, and mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, Disney's going to do wonderful. Yeah, um, they can do no wrong in my eyes, as far yeah. as I'm concerned.
0: And the fact that like Kathleen uh, Kennedy, um, she's oh, yeah. promoted president. Yeah, she is a woman.
1: Yeah, Yay! yeah. She is now in charge. She's the head of Lucasfilm. She now, is. Right? Uh, yeah, she's the head honcho. She's the she's the lady who calls the shots.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and she has never done me wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. she's her,
0: If you look at her filmography, wow. Yeah, this yeah. this yeah, woman absolutely. knows what she's doing.
1: Absolutely.
2: She was, yeah, she was involved. She was a, like an executive producer on a lot of Spielberg stuff in the early 80s, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, um, and I saw, I watched a few clips on, on YouTube of those. Uh, there was like um, uh, an interview with George Lucas and Kathleen Kennedy when the news first broke. And uh, he, I mean, he just seems to be kind of glowing in the interviews. Like he's he's got nothing but total confidence in her. He's He seems to have, he's always had a great deal of loyalty with the people near him. And uh, she just is exuding confidence of, of w- what the future means for Lucasfilm, and I I love the universe that's been created by this guy. I just don't think he should be playing in it anymore, and no. I think that people that are around him, um, it's, it's I think it's probably time that they actually had a say.
1: Yeah, i I'm very curious because you, you've been very public about your distaste for. Uh, what's been happening with Star Wars and LucasArts lately. And that you've, you've, you've even gotten so far as to say that you're no longer going to buy any more Star Wars related stuff. Because you don't want to put any more money okay. in George's pocket. I said that, but I, I've not stuck to that. Really? But yeah. Star Wars oh.
0: pancake makers.
1: Is that a thing? Wait, yeah. seriously? they Star Wars pancake makers? What are they shaped like?
0: Uh, You can get a Falcon. Stars? uh, <gasps> Yeah, you you can get anything you want. You can get like R two D two. It's like a little
1: frame that you put in a pan and you pour.
0: <gasps> Not only that, you can get a, a Death a, a Darth Vader spatula as well <laughs> to match.
1: Dude, we need to make pancakes. Can we I, make pancakes. I said,
2: I, look, I even I liked the prequels when they when they came out, and I liked them for several years, and I defended them. Yeah, to did. people, and I still I I created a lot of fights. You did, and it wasn't until I watched those red letter media reviews online, you which know, I I you know to yet to watch actually. Um. It's this guy that does these scathing reviews of, of the prequels. And they're, they're, serious, they're an hour and a half long yeah, for the, each movie. The reviews yeah. are about
1: as long as each film. As oh, well. they're,
2: they're wonderful. And it, <laughs> it totally I, I, it, 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 I changed myself. I remember finishing them and being like, that's it. Not buying any more R2-D2s. Zero R2-D2s from now on. No, that's not when you... I still love, I that's still not love when Star you, Wars. That's
1: not when you made your declaration. You made your declaration when they altered the ending... Of Return of the Jedi for the Blu-ray, they made the Ewoks blink. Not only that, but they added what's his they face gave digital instead eyelids of, instead of old Anakin. It was young Anakin, and you. I remember you raging on the internet about it. I did not rage on the internet. You, that's it. all you ever do. It's so predictable of me to
2: rage about like the ending
1: of Star Wars. I'm not <laughs> yeah. gonna, no, I'm not going to do that. You've done it. I did. Not I can't. That. I could go on the internet right now and point out The n- n- countless number of times that you've raged. You raged today on Facebook. <laughs> but not about Star Wars? Well, no. Anyway, but anyway.
2: You're rageful. I, I do. I do. Ooh, so I do test it. Style has such a calming effect.
1: Thank you. Here in Studio 6C. Yes.
2: Um, I want to ask you a few things about uh, cosplay. I'm done with Star Wars. You don't <sighs> talk about Star Wars? I think so.
1: Yeah. Well, I think everybody. I you, mean, did you have something else, here? I think all the podcasts in the world have covered this thing to death. I think every podcast on the Nerdy Show Network
2: has already done an episode talking about <laughs> Disney Star Wars.
1: No, I want to talk about cosplay. I want to talk about the cosplay world. I want to talk about what it is, what it isn't. I want to talk about like the personalities in it um, and what like like how like for instance, if I were to put on a store bought Sailor Moon costume, <laughs> like if I went if I went to the costume shop and I got Sailor Jupiter, and I put it on. And I went to a con or a convention or or some kind of festival, would I would that technically be cosplay?
0: Yeah, that would be. Yeah? Yeah. So uh, I would be
1: I would be a cosplay person mm-hmm. in that regard.
0: Indeed. Uh, especially since not, not only you're putting on a costume, but you're you're doing something that's that's a little bit risky by by uh, cross dressing. <laughs> so that actually right. puts you a, a step level like higher. But say like you put on like an Iron Man costume so, or, or Batman costume or, or right. even something really simple um, that that was just like uh, if you Agent Smith or whatever, you sure. know, something something very simple. Um, you know that it'd still be cosplay. Um, it's very the the thing about cosplay is not only are you dressing up as a character, but you're you're being the character. You're interacting with people. Um, you're you're you know the fandom, and that's that's kind of like the entire. The entire requirement is to uh, be the geek, right. be in the costume, be the character.
1: How does one become a professional cosplayer?
0: Well, you have to make a decision in your life that you don't really want to make any money anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't like money. <laughs> you hate it. <laughs> so you're just gonna you're gonna take on this very very expensive hobby. I mean, the 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 word professional does not mean that. Um, uh, I have specific skills that qualify me as a professional. Professional just means that I uh, make I make a lot of cosplays. I cosplay a lot, and I have a internet personality in a way. I put myself out there um, to to uh, dedicate my life, like a large portion of my life.
1: I see, I you know,
0: see. Um, and uh, it could range from like I'd make twenty costumes a year to like I make. 20 costumes a year, and I also make costumes for other people. I sell them. I run panels at conventions. I do photo shoots. <laughs> I do music videos. Uh, th- I make calendars. Different things like that. Like it, <laughs> it, you know, it, it's all it's all about putting yourself out there right. um, for view to 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 for the audience it's it, being a professional cosplayer is to help satisfy you and the audience in, i see in your and the audience
1: by and large would be convention goers
0: convention goers and also people on the internet i mean um i, I have fans like all over oh wow um, a lot of people message me in foreign languages <laughs> <And> i'm like <laughs> okay yeah in the same email
1: <laughs> like that's a lot of languages ah, i i
0: um I, it's 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 awesome uh, knowing that people can reach me from far away and not have to see me in real life.
2: Right, right. Now, though, though, you know, you note that uh, professional, the term professional cosplayer means that you don't like money because you're not <laughs> raking it in from, from doing this. Uh, I, I, I I think it probably still speaks to like a particular level of commitment that you have in the community. I've I've, I've seen, obviously, I'm, I'm a fan and I've seen a lot of your work online and you have uh, crafted some incredibly sensational costumes oh absolutely yeah you you're, uh. it's, your, your your skills it, just in the costuming that's not that's to say nothing of the actual the performance uh, in the costume for like for the photo shoots which is also I mean it's a whole it's, a, it's another skill set oh yeah. Um, yeah yeah but uh, yeah it's the, the, there's a certain level of, of professionalism that, that comes through in the work
1: yeah yeah your your attention to detail to these uh, costumes is just Staggering, <laughs> staggering. Uh, do you have a?
2: Do you have a particular favorite?
0: Uh, of all of my costumes, I mean, to, to be very honest, um, a lot of my costumes, yes, I, I make them, but I also work with other people to make them uh, with me because I am by no means a, a great seamstress and uh, I want to uh, help out the the artist community. Sure. Uh, I trade skills and everything with other people uh, to make co- great costumes together. So right now, in fact, my favorite is Ivy Valentine. Yes. And yes.
1: Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> that one is so good. It's so, so good. good. Oh, oh, crapples. Thank you. You. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say that. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. so with this costume, uh, I worked on it with my friend Juanita. She is a uh, seamstress who makes uh, amazing costumes for trapeze artists, actually. And, oh, wow. Um, she helped me uh, build the costume, and I made the props and armor and whatnot. Um, you, you made it, the, it was the a collaboration. sword, the yeah. ID sword? Yeah, it was a really yeah. great collaboration. I wouldn't have been able to do it without her. Uh, I fully support... Uh, People working together to create a costume. Uh, uh, yeah, it's. It, I love that costume. It's amazing. You've had
2: it, and I see, I know you've, you've done another uh, number of photo shoots um, with it, and that's and that's another thing. It's. I mean, t- I mean to point out it to, to really underscore how it's 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 multiple skill sets in, involved in, in cosplay. That yeah, it's it's a it's an amazing costume, an amazing costume. It's yeah. Just, it, it, <laughs> it, and, 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 and immediately just, identifiable as I Valentine of, of Soul Calibur before, but. Five. All right, five. Five. Yeah. She's uh, in four.
0: But uh, it's it, she's in actually she's the only one that's in like every single Soul Caliber. Um, oh, but the costume. That particular costume is that costume choice. is the most most clothed uh, of all of her <laughs> costumes. Yeah. If you if you look at her other costumes, it's like a little sliver of cloth yeah. covering her nipples. <laughs> um, I
1: really I do have I really have to praise you for your for your prop making skills because I've seen uh, I've seen some of your swords like in progress of being constructed and I've seen the finished product and I would never know in a million years that that is nothing more than cardboard and willpower holding those things together <laughs> and they look amazing absolutely amazing um, Thank you. so I mean yeah so so listeners I'm going to I'm going to be putting all kinds of uh, websites and Facebook and Twitter stuff to find Stella Chu if you don't know her work find her because she's going to be your favorite brand new uh, cosplayer on the internet right now
0: like me on Facebook
1: <laughs> give her all the likes now, uh, the cosplay
2: community has gotten some attention recently uh, there have been a few kind of high profile stories a few things that have maybe started as blog posts that have gone viral that have kind of torn up all of the social media that I subscribe to oh at, yeah early. a lot
1: of yeah, there's, there's a lot of uh, questionable I'm going to ask I'm going to be tactful very questionable behavior by by um, men in particular uh so what as as a cosplayer you know um do you do you generally have a good experience at these cons or are or, or are you sort of being uh, uh, marginalized. I mean, because there's, there's a lot of fervor on the internet about this sort of thing.
0: So, with, yeah, there's a, there's a huge um, movement um, that's both, there's a positive movement and a negative movement um, that's happening with uh, females in cosplay. Um, the positive movement is that lots and lots of girls want to cosplay, and a lot of girls are doing it really well, and everyone's really happy about it, right? And then there's the negative um, movement that is all about, like, why are these girls dressing up? They're, should they they're not geeks. They they're not true, authentic nerds. Why they don't know what they're doing? Why why are they here, um, treading in our territory? Um, geeks are very territorial, and uh, true, hot geeks are a, a emerging phenomenon, and it's it's growing exponentially, especially now that being a geek is much more main cult, ma- mainstream than it
1: was. I can I can only imagine that more. I'm gonna say people, but I guess ultimately we're talking about women here. More, more women who want to dress up as these characters that they like and admire. That can only be a good thing for the culture by and large. Uh, what do you think is what do you think is part of the blowback? What do you think is part of the the, the sort of resistance to that?
0: Well, so so I guess this is a little bit. This is gonna be a long rant, I think. Um,
1: <laughs> please, 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 please take, take it away. Time. Yes? As
0: as geeks, all, most geeks uh, of today. Um, Back in the days when they were in high school and junior high, and how they they you know loved their comic books and their anime, but but they were shunned by by society because they were weird nerds and no one liked them. So they they have a lot of pent up um, anger. Uh, well, we have a lot of pent up anger. I mean, I, I got picked on a lot. I was called the anime freak in high school, oh. um, and it, yeah, it, it's it's it. We had a long road, and this journey is what identifies us as geeks, and we are now proud geeks, and that's something that we had to work towards. And the fact that these new fans, both men and female, who just suddenly jumped on the bandwagon, we are territorial. We think, why are you here when you didn't go through the same uh, pain that I did?
1: I, I, I have been guilty of that. I've been, I, I have been a hipster hater for a long time. And I think it's because of that, because when I was growing up, I was picked on and bullied and beat up almost every single day because I liked Batman, because I liked reading comic books, because I had a, because I played a lot of ColecoVision, you know. And you know, in my head, I had made it up that hipsters hadn't earned it, and that they're only they're only in it because it's cool now. But ultimately, I've I've come to realize that that's well, a stupid, because you know, nerds are nerds. No matter you know, you could be nerdy about football or you could be nerdy about. Art, or you could be nerdy about, you know, theater. It just, you know, who who am I to be the arbiter of what's acceptable nerddom? Yeah, you know. Um. So, it, you know, going along with what you said, it's sort of like, I I had to go through that process of, you know, phase one. I hate these people who call themselves nerds, and then and then as an because I'm an adult, I can look past that and go, no, it's okay. I I my anger is misplaced.
0: Yeah, it's a hard um thing to accept uh, when you see a a, a person who looks not like a geek but as a typical attractive person and they are wearing you know a spider-man t-shirt and mm. um or, or they're wearing geeky glasses and they're doing like the instagram photos and whatnot and, and they look like your typical attractive person they look mainstream they don't look like a geek and it makes you upset because you're threatened by the fact that they um are are comfortable with their body image mm. they are um treading on your territory quote unquote sure. uh and as a geek You know, we've always had confidence issues um, with both uh, our interests our hobbies our personalities and also our looks especially so w- when we see someone attractive who can do things better than we can or uh, are, are doing things wrong you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> right
0: <laughs> you can't hold a lightsaber like that <laughs>
1: right it's like yeah you're not a geek because you are because your your minutia of information isn't at the level of my minutiae of information mm-hmm. yeah
2: but it's I, and i and I, I know that that's that's kind of the the reasoning of where this 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 kind of hatred kind of comes from a lot in these sort of people in the geek community. By and large, I'm talking about like men, uh, older men.
1: Yeah, I, I guess I mean I, 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 that's really what we're talking about ultimately. I think.
2: I mean, I, I know that there are there are a lot of women that are also like hating on lots and lots of women that are hating on the the new burgeoning geek community but one of the big kind of problematic things about is that people do so much they do a great deal of projecting they see somebody and they base on like what that person looks like they assume that like oh well there's no way that person knows the chronological history of all of spider-man's girlfriends (laughs) so therefore they're not they they are not as much of a fan of a movie that you know a billion people saw this summer well
0: the, the thing is it's like yeah they like spider-man so what if they don't know the chronological order of all the girlfriends they like it
2: we are didn't we- you want
0: that <laughs> 10 years ago when you right. were a kid didn't yeah. you want exactly. that that cute girl or that freaking jock to just understand what you liked and to level with you uh as- but that's happening right now. Why are we so angry about it? Yeah,
2: that's, I and mean, that that is exactly it. Ten years ago, you felt like a, 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 a an outcast, and and because nobody was into the thing you were into, and now there's this reaction where everybody's really defensive yeah. of this thing that they like because everybody likes it.
1: Well, I think I think it, it kind of goes back to I mean I mean I've said this many times like nerds hate to change. And they just got used to the way the world worked for so long. When nerd culture passed into pop culture, that transition was kind of abrupt. It wasn't like it wasn't like a smooth thing over time. It just kind of like the move that the all of the things that we loved, Spider Man, Batman, um, you know, they became pop culture almost overnight. Yeah. And and so there's a you know the growing pains of having our. You know The things that we fought for, the things that we were beat up for, the things that we were teased about, that we held near and dear to our hearts is now in the hearts of everybody. Which personally I think is a fucking fantastic thing because it means there's going to be more of it and that can only, you know, and I'm selfish. I want fucking more Spider-Man and Batman. So, but I guess there are just people out there, men and women alike, who feel like their hard-earned battle is supposed to mean something. Like that's supposed to be a significant thing. When in actuality, it really isn't. It's just fan stuff. It's just fans. We're just fans of it. Mm -hmm. And why can't we all be fans of it? Uh, You know, have, have you, I mean, Stella, have you experienced any like out and out Kind of like misogyny, like in person at cons or anything like this, or well, people I, ch- challenge your fandom.
0: Well, actually, no one's ever challenged my fandom because I've successfully been able to uh, portray myself. Uh, you'll, if you ever meet me in real life, um, usually within the first paragraph, I'm talking about something geeky, True. and if you don't understand <laughs> what I'm talking about, I i am crippled in our conversation and i can't <laughs> i can't continue our conversation um so i have to, I, I am a geek i can't communicate any other way i don't want to communicate any other way i just i love who i am um i i've had friends uh, i've seen lots of people out there who've just been very unfortunate and and have been attacked uh, multiple times for not being a proper geek and just like pretending and taking advantage of the geek community Uh, and it and it sucks because these girls though they might not be like you know most of them are really true geeks but some of them maybe aren't but that limits their chances of becoming more of a geek because uh someone's keeping them from entering the territory like
1: yeah Yeah.
0: it's not it's not open wide open gate uh as it should be as it used to be
1: actually Sure. I, I, yeah, and I find that interesting because as a as a male nerd, I have never been called out on the carpet mm-hmm. for my nerddom or my geekdom. Or well, whatever. that's
0: because the word geek is a male word. Uh, geek, you have to say geek girl in order for it to be a female word.
1: Interesting.
2: Yeah, I, I my experience on the internet would indicate the same. I try to re- refer to all of us as nerds so often by, it, in the interest of pointing out to some of my peers that. Every time when they're referring to a woman who has interest in comic books and anime, that they have to qualify it with her gender. They can't, she, you can't just be a geek. Geeks, but the boys seem to, to claim that as their thing. That's, Which is yeah. why I feel like, yeah, and, and to add to what Lugo's saying, I don't think that, like, I, I never have, nor do I think I could name any man that I know that is whose who's nerd credentials or their fandom has ever been called into question. Ever. But every day there's some new story and, and mm-hmm. posted on Facebook about somebody being a jerk to uh, women cosplaying. Or not even necessarily cosplaying. Just women involved in, in any kind of uh, nerdy thing. Yeah. For not being real nerds.
1: I, yeah, it, it seems like...
2: The seems default like... setting seems to be like question their intentions. Yeah. Question the legitimacy of their fandom. Because, I don't know, because you're still hanging on to some sort of attitudes about... Because you hated... A, Girl in your math <laughs> class in high school or something? I
1: don't I, I d I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it seems like the month of October, like every day I was reading something pretty horrible about misogyny against against women nerds. And, I've been
0: reading it all summer yeah. and all year actually.
1: <laughs> well, I guess maybe 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 it's just maybe it's just there were there were like three or four key things that came out in October. that were high profile. Comic-Con. And yeah, Comic-Con being one of them. Um, And I know that, you know, you, Schaefer, you, you, you post stuff pretty much weekly. Um, and I read them, and I and I get and I rage about it. But it just seems like it's all seeming to come to a head, yeah. Where it's we can no longer ignore it, where, where we can no longer say, "Oh, that's just an isolated incident," because it seems like it's just happening everywhere, all the time. It is. But
2: what I like what's happening now is that each one of these stories goes viral. It seems like the 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 comments are starting to shift a little bit more towards uh, condemning the those who perpetuate. Like the misogyny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there was the the one of the big stories that happened over the summer was the uh, what is it? Dirk Manning from Newsarama. He he shared one of those horrible memes that's like, You're not a you're not a real nerd girl. Oh, you're just yeah. a whore who found glasses. Yeah. And then he got called out by uh Jennifer DeGuzman, who's the marketing director at Image. And that went on for a while. And that went on for a while. Yeah. And he, he seemed to be, he he still kind of defended his shitty attitude about this thing, like, oh, it's just a joke. I'm just making a joke. Does this? I mean, does this kind of like does this speak to your experience then?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of um, the well, I, like I said, the summer I just kept seeing uh, more and more of these articles about like just slut shaming.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah.
0: It, and you know what? These the girls that give the bad image of they just put on this t shirt and pretend and glasses and pretend to represent. That's like. 0.0001% of of people <laughs> out there and usually the pictures that are being shared are actually girls who are truly geeks they're just being contextualized wrong and it sucks cuz a lot of girls out there are true geeks a lot of cosplayer girls who are wearing all these outfits are true deep geeks and they can probably recite like the D&D manuals you know come on like um but everyone's concentrating on the few girls who don't exist like you know like where point me out a girl who's famous for not being a geek but pretending to be a geek I
1: can't. I, I can't. I I'm sure can't. a lot
2: of our listeners probably would because they have like just unfounded anger towards people, and they would like, well, well, so and so isn't, and so and so isn't, based on nothing, right. and based on it, just their own projections. And then two years
0: later, they are a geek. What? Yeah. She entered the realm, and yeah. now she's one of us. One of us. One it's, of us. Come
1: on. <laughs> I like. I mean, I. I'm. I'm all for exceedingly attractive people. Loving the things I love because it, because it we have a common vocabulary to share experiences with. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I just don't get the backlash. I don't, I get, don't I even it. care if they're exceedingly attractive. I just like that there are people that are that
2: are also into the Joker. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. and we'll talk to no, me right. about the yeah. Joker and Megatron. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think. I mean, the, the the more people who can tell me, you know, the the Flash's rogue gallery, the more people I can be friends with. Yeah. You know. Uh, I don't know, maybe, and I don't, maybe not so much anymore, because it seems like the backlash is sort of now sort of going the other way and actually getting pointed towards the people who are creating this really hateful um, comment and post. But I remember when it wasn't so much, and I just, I kind of felt like I can't be this unique. I can't be this unique special butterfly in this sea of men, you know, who hate women kind of thing. I mean, as a, as a woman, as a nerd, as a cosplayer, how do you deal with this? I mean, obviously, I don't. I don't think you're actually getting a lot of this. Well, Does it's it sound been like it?
0: really hard. Um, in the past, I was uh, I was I was saying a lot. I was being uh, I was very angry, and I was. Um, you know, anytime I saw a post on Facebook, I would like lash back and be like, "You're just being misogynistic, mer, and you're not letting us to do what we want." Um, but now I've come to realize that that fighting fire with fire isn't really the way to go, mm. and the best way to do that is to just is to just show people like I'm a geek. I love being a geek, and she's a geek, and she's gonna become an even bigger <laughs> geek. Let's all geek together. Um, I, I think burlesque has been an amazing thing to just like show people that there's a really hot girl on stage. She's taking off her clothes, and she's an R2D2. Yes. Come yes, on,
2: yes, yes. man. Or even even more so, she's there's a really
1: hot girl on stage, and she's totally just dressed like Jane Cobb, the hero of Canton.
0: <laughs> with a mustache
1: and goatee Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, You know what, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought up Geeky burlesque or nerd Because that's, a, that's a, a new and growing thing That's happening all across the country now mm-hmm. um, Yay! Of which, of which you are a, a thriving and vital part of um, you know, with, your, with your work with D20 And even in my show at Epic Win uh, Oftentimes as a producer I feel kind of icky whenever I use the term Geek girl Then stop well, yeah. if it that, makes I you guess, feel uncomfortable, don't geeks. say it. Well, mm-hmm. I kind of do, but it's sort of like if I'm trying to appeal to the mass audience who aren't who don't necessarily identify with. Uh, they, uh, they can use context clues from the list of stage of the performers' name,
0: and you can say "hot geeks."
1: You can just say "hot geeks." Yeah, I mean, I think I think ultimately that's what I'm kind of doing. I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm using the word like you know, sexy geeks. You know, hot nerds. Rather than the sort of the gender identifier,
0: yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you don't want to gender identify too, because uh, say you do have uh, some males in your show, they're going to be just as hot. Yes, that's true, <laughs> and they're going to appeal Absolutely. to some different people.
1: Absolutely, and some
0: new people who didn't know that it would appeal to. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yeah,
2: so you don't have to. I don't. I don't think, especially in like the burlesque community and the audience that you market your shows to. I don't sure. Think, I don't think. I don't think you have to say "geek girls." People are going to get it. You just can just say "hot geeks."
1: I guess I guess that was just more, I guess, my own self consciousness and, and trust of the audience. Well if you feel like you bad just stop. Well, I think it's You've got a brand now, people will go. <laughs> yeah, I th- well I think I think I've gotten to the point where I don't have to use that kind of specific terminology anymore. I could just say Epic Win Burlesque presents I don't know, the, the all the girlfriends of Spider Man and they would know what the hell that means. Mm-hmm. You know? Um but I'm really, I'm really grateful for Nerdy Burlesque in that way, in that it's really showing a side of like the of the feminine fandom, um, and even and even and even now, even like the male fandom that was not available before. Oh my God! Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you know um, do you think do you think that's going to help in the long run?
0: Uh, well, it's um, burlesque is such a small, tiny, tiny little droplet of water in the, the entirety of that is the ocean of geekery that uh, it's <laughs> sure. nice to know that we exist. But uh, I don't think for a while that we're gonna actually have like a serious voice. People are gonna love us, but it's it's not gonna be like a thing that's on everyone's minds. But what I do love about it is that um, as a pro cosplayer, I am one of maybe few that are burlesquers uh, and a lot of uh, pro cosplayers are uh, not comfortable doing nudity of any sort. Sure, um, sure. And if they are, then sometimes people are angry at that. they they get a lot of negative uh, oh, know, so throwback there's, in them. So and there's, there's in
1: infighting in the, in the cosplay community.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Tons. Uh, there's, there's definitely a, a huge thing. Thankfully I've like, I've tried my best to avoid it. Uh, of, 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 Cosplayers who are girls who concentrate on the artistry and on um, the the beauty uh, without the sexuality. Sure. Um, and then there's the girls who are all about you know posing nude and doing uh, alternative modeling, and it, it's it's very clashing sometimes. Um, right now it feels like they're trying to avoid each other or just not talk about it or maybe they're even merging. I don't know. Uh oh dear. But it's. Uh, it's, it's definitely a tension between the two groups. Because because of the whole thing where, you know, geeky girls aren't hypersexual stripper-looking chicks. You know? and,
2: and somehow there's the suggestion then that you are sacrificing that credibility if suddenly you're comfortable in your body and you are able to sell something that's sexualized. Yes, because, because
0: they think that you are hot before you're a geek whereas a lot of cosplayers were actually, you know, the ones with the buck teeth and the, like, oily, gross hair and the pimple face, and then Mm, uh, mm -hmm. finally they they came into their bodies and was like, oh, man, my boobs look amazing. (laughs) The
1: duckling became a swan. Yeah,
0: yeah. Coming into your sexuality as a cosplayer is very, very hard. It is incredibly hard because, uh, you know, the negative stigma with girls... Being scantily clad in video games characters and anime characters and whatnot, um, anytime you show a little bit of skin, people freak out. Uh, it's still a very modest community, and I'm hoping that it'll evolve into a more open uh, community of people who are just sexual.
1: Then, so so not only are uh, feminine nerds uh, getting. Internet hate from from audience and fans by and large, but they're also getting it internally as well.
0: Oh yeah, uh, actually, there's like uh, a section of Reddit where it's just it's just cosplay Reddit um, or like cosplay girls Reddit, and there's always you're always gonna find some post where it's just like, look at this girl and her fake tits. I hate her. Er. Oh dear. And it's like, okay, so what if she has fake tits?
1: Yeah.
0: I love so them. They look beautiful. Nice. And she looks yeah. great. And she's a much better cosplayer than you are. Stop hating on her and try harder. Oh, dear. She, she sews her own stuff. Or if she doesn't sew her own stuff, she uh, works with a great community of artists to make her stuff. And she works very, very hard. And uh, she paid money to get those tits. So <laughs> yeah. you shut your she mouth. And <laughs> yeah. you go work your job and you get something just as good as those tits. <laughs> Gosh, damn it! <laughs> I, you know, it's
1: it's so weird to hear to hear us talk about this. I guess one segment of the population. When, um, as a magician, when I was first sort of learning how to be a magician, I experienced a lot of hate and backlash from other magicians who didn't want me to be a magician. And it was just it was weird, because I would I I they, they had like you know these magician message boards, and I would go on and go I don't know what this trick is. I'm going to describe it. Can someone please tell me what it is, because so I can research and learn it. And ultimately, I would get you know twenty comments about, oh, you're an idiot. You should know that. You should you know if you if you want to be a magician, you should already know that and it's simple. And it's like, fuck you. <laughs> it's like it's people like you that keep that that keep you know magic and this particular section uh, you know insular and and un, unapproachable and you know it's because of people like you that people don't like magicians. You know, uh, is is it? the same way like you do you find like there are people who just don't like cosplayers. Across the board, because of that?
0: No, thankfully, um, cosplay community is very welcoming, and uh, everyone's always trying to get someone uh, else to cosplay. Uh, whenever we get approached by a newcomer who's like, "Oh, I have never cosplayed before. How do I start?" We're just throwing dictionaries <laughs> and books and and sending them links. We're going nuts, right? We we want them to cosplay. Not only do we want them to cosplay, we want the cosplay good, like yeah. really good, yeah. right? So we tell them like, "Go take some sewing classes. Uh, go to this website. Go to." Go to this person and you just, like, talk to this person who knows this person who knows that person. They're gonna do this for you. So uh, it's very welcoming community, of course. Um, but like I said, it, the problem is with uh, image. Right. It's how you present yourself.
2: I find it's kind of ironic that uh, if you'll, you'll find a cosplayer who will, will create a costume that is incredibly detail oriented and, and just. Hits all of the right notes and totally sells a character from a a video game or an animated series or a comic book or something. From a character that was created incredibly sexualized to begin with, uh, that a lot of these male nerds are fans of. And then somebody comes to that convention dressed as a character from a product that they have spent their money consuming right and then a woman shows up at the event dressed in the exact <laughs> detailed outfit from the product that they've been consuming <laughs> but now that they're going. seeing it in person and they're like oh my god what a slut yeah. How could, you're a slut because you're dressing like that in public when you are paying homage to a character that you also love from a thing that was created Already in a hypersexualized image.
0: Yeah, that makes me really upset. What about this irony lost
1: on which, them? Which,
2: which kind of leads me to my question for you, and that is, a lot of these stories—the story with Tony Harris, uh, the story with Dirk Manning,
0: and the Black Cat cosplayer from New York Comic Con. Yes, Mandy Crusoe
2: who was harassed by a some internet, some web TV show thing. I feel like a lot of these people who, who criticize, who go, who go after, and and they uh, will attack these women for you know showing their skin or, or not being real nerds, a lot of the thing that it comes back to, a lot of the rhetoric that they, a lot of these people come back to seems to be that you're just doing this for the attention of men. And I just that expression tells me you've heard this once or twice before. Oh, yeah. How, well, what are your, I mean, what are your th- I'm
0: doing this for myself. I love my body. I love showing my tits and my cleavage and my butt and my legs and my face. I'm not really here to like, like to like specifically please you. Yes, you can go ahead and go to go back home and flap, but whatever, man. <laughs> I'm here because I freaking love doing this, and uh, your praise is great, but I don't need any of your negativity, none of it. That's not what well, I'm here for.
1: <laughs> if I, if I'm, I'm gonna play devil's advocate for just a second, is there a segment of the cosplay community that's there for that? Like, is there For the attention of men.
0: Well, that's what people perceive. They think that these girls are are dressing up all slutty because they want people to... Like, they're crying out for attention. They're like, I'm ugly today, so tell me I'm hot. Here are my tits. Like, that's not... That's a small portion of the population. Right. Um, you know, people constantly fixate on that idea that this girl has no self-esteem and therefore she's going to show her, her body off. Like, that. that's not how it works. Most of us show our bodies off because we love our bodies and we think that we should share that with the world. I can say that I have a lot of confidence and that's why I'm comfortable strutting down you know, dressed as I am. Actually, an incident happened to me at New York Comic-Con. I was dressed as Psylocke, which is a scantily clad outfit. Uh, note to you guys, if you ever try and harass a girl who's scantily clad, chances are she is ten times more confident and stronger than you. She'll <laughs> rip you a new one. So be careful, because this guy, uh, it was crowded. I was walking down the aisle uh, in the vendor's hall, and this guy grabs my ass. Like, what? All of my, fr- my friends are with me, but I did not turn to my friends for help. I went straight for him. I had uh, this like awesome acrylic sword in my hand, so I pointed it right at his chest. I'm like, what did you just do? Did you just grab my ass? And he's like, yeah. Uh, and I'm like, you should never do that. How could you do that? How dare you? What gives you the right to grab my ass? You apologize right now. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, you apologize properly. And I'm like, you will never do that to another woman ever again. I should have smacked him too. Oh god, oh, it would have totally been so have. good. Oh my god. Oh, but I think I loved how I handled that and I am actually kind of thankful that he did that because then I was able to to show him what a confident woman is. And hopefully the people who witnessed it right. will see that like I'm not just this weak little girl who's like, oh, no, he touched my butt. Boyfriend, go hurt him for me. No, I was not going to let any of my friends step in because I'm going to defend myself and my honor.
2: And then afterwards, you should have challenged him to a Psylocke trivia off, which you would have surely screwed him in as well. <laughs> I look at your, your cosplay. I, 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 Psylocke is one of the few that I would actually know. But I have looked at albums of your cosplay photos and been like, wow, what an amazing costume. And then had to Google so that I, I knew <laughs> what the reference
1: was. Yeah. Because
2: yeah. you, you, yeah. you go for some deep cuts, too. Uh, go for some a, deep cuts. You're a deep cut Well, nerd, deep yeah. cut as far as I'm concerned. That's, I, my, it's I might tough. be a little bit more mainstream. But,
1: yeah. Uh, I,
0: oh, gosh. It's a constant battle with me because I really want to cosplay some characters that I am like, deeply in love with. But nobody knows who they are. <laughs> you know? Um, so I'm like, oh, should I just cosplay Catwoman? I, like, I know that Cat you and Batman? I have,
1: have had conversations where I've checked out two minutes in because you dropped 50 names of which I only recognize one. And uh, so, yeah, your nerddom runs deep.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm mainly an anime nerd, definitely. Uh, Like, anime is just, like, flows through my blood. I, I think I have to <laughs> like. Hence your
2: high school nickname.
0: <laughs> yeah, the anime freak. I actually have to like try a little bit hard just to like remember names and things of like comic books and video games because because uh, these are these are newer fandoms to me. Right. I only like came into them like in college, whereas anime has been there since I was like twelve.
1: Yeah, true. Yeah. What are what are your what are your favorite animes?
0: Like nah, right at this very second. Yeah. Because yeah. in like five minutes, I'm gonna name
1: other animes that are my favorite because well, what's what's the new hotness in your life what's the new anime hotness in your life that's
0: a very good question okay so the new <laughs> anime hotness in my life uh, is sword art online it's an anime about uh this uh, new virtual reality mmorpg that's more immersive than world of warcraft it's kind of like second life and world of warcraft mixed together right um it's gorgeous and you you connect to it with your brain well what happened was the first day the game was released um the ceo took out the log out button so nobody could log out it was it was
1: oh no and
0: everyone was stuck in that game like like a couple so of thousand every, so they're, people, the
1: people's, people's brains are stuck in the game.
0: Yeah, their bodies wow. um, are still connected, but they can't take off the the uh, virtual head uh, headset without like frying their brain because that's how it was designed was to microwave your Holy brain. Holy schmoly. So it follows um, like human reactions to to how to deal how they're dealing with this. Like they have to um, fight their way to the top level of the game um, in order to to unlock and and leave the game um and it doesn't show you what's happening outside in the world the, the crazy like uh oh, cata- catastrophe dear. that's happened um a lot of people uh have already died because their bodies have rotted away but uh, the people who haven't are, are fighting in the game they're trying to make their way to the top there's there's a lot of people who who feel like they're not strong enough so they stay behind in like behind the front lines to like Support the, the people in the front by – because you have to eat in the game. Uh, you have to sleep in the game. Um, you have to build a life with the relationships and everything. It's basically as if someone dumped you into the Dungeons & Dragons world and was like, go. I love this anime. It's it's
2: really cool. Wait, is it is it a series or is it like a single film? It's a series, okay.
0: yeah. Uh, it, it's still airing episodes. It's on like episode – almost like episode 20, I think. Wow. Um yeah, it's really good. I love it a lot.
1: Um, right. I'll, have I'm, ch- I'll have to check that out. Thank I'm you. waiting
0: for a really good character to cosplay from there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I like to pick cosplayers that are kind of scantily clad because I, I like showing off my bodies. <laughs> 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 so there have been some girls who have wanted to cosplay, but I'm like, eh, the cosmer is so boring. But she, yeah,
2: but she's wearing a jumpsuit. And yeah, she has a there's a out. thing
0: covering her butt. No, no, thank you.
2: <laughs> Wowzers.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's my personal flair. My taste is that I like girls who are just scantily clad. Yay.
1: Me too.
0: It's, I like looking at them. So I like.
1: We have so much in common. Like you, you, you know, you haven't done an anime show. You know what? Cause I here's here's the reason why. There's, you put this, Chew and BB hard on it. Now. Hold on. Hold on. Itself. Hold on. I haven't she's done ready, I haven't done ready. it for two reasons. One, because I myself am not a huge anime fan, so I feel like I would be posing. Um and also I didn't really realize that a number of the uh nerdy burleskers in this sort of burgeoning troupe um I, I didn't think I had enough anime fans to really be passionate about it. But Heck, I mean, I'm more than willing to put on an anime show. I'm, the, you know what? Here's, I'm more than willing to learn. You give me all the anime, like all the like the important ones I need to watch. I will, I will binge watch it.
2: No, I can't I'm like, a fan. Hmm.
1: Look at Stella Chu. She's like, she's piercing me. She's stabbing <laughs> a, me in the brain with her eyes. I have,
0: I could possibly have a PhD in anime.
1: Wow, you, you're not. You know what? After the show, you and I are gonna talk. Okay. Cuz this might this might end up being a thing then.
2: Okay. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um so you you've mentioned that you mentioned the convention circuit. What are the big ones? What are the big ones that you do every year?
0: Uh Katsukon, yeah. Otakon, Gen Con Indie. But that's cuz I perform at Gencon Indie. I've never I never went to Gen Con Indie until I went uh, Wait to perform. That was awesome.
2: D- D20 went to Gen Con. Yeah, okay.
0: it was the nice. best thing ever.
2: No, the best thing ever was the photos you guys were posting from that trip. That was, that, <laughs> that was Yeah, awesome. those photos
0: were sick.
2: Um, sick. All right, so anyway, go
0: ahead. Uh, let's see. Oh, gosh, I go to so many. Uh, anime Next, Manga Next, Steampunk. Well, sorry, I'm not going to talk about anime. Uh, I'm only going to talk about anime conventions and geek conventions. Uh, Steampunk World's Fair is kind of a separate fandom. Uh, there's uh, Anime Boston, um, and I have a few new ones I really want to go to if I can get the money. How
1: many, how many conventions do you personally go to per year?
0: I think I try and go to 10 a year. Wow. And I that's uh, all the conventions. Oh, New York Comic Con, you know, big one. Yeah, uh, yeah, P- PAX East yeah. uh, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I try to go to um, as many big ones as possible because that's where I'm going to have my money's worth and yeah, that's where sure. a lot of my friends will convene and I can go with them together cuz right. I don't I don't just want to go to anime con and like go by myself I, I No, would, yeah. no.
1: No. So, uh Chu, we're we're almost we're almost at the end of our time, but I want I wanted to get one final thing from you. And I and I and I I am I'm, I'm in my head, I kind of think of it as uh, Stella Chu's pro tips for interacting with uh, uh, someone in cosplay. So, what are, what are some of the things that you know, I as a fan, if I see you at a con, and I'm going to approach you, what are some of the things that are acceptable and, and and right and appropriate, and what are some of the things that are just not appropriate and not good to do?
0: Yeah, so what you should do when you see a cosplayer that you like, you, you know what they're dressed as, uh, or you just appreciate the way they look because their costume is awesome, um, treat them like a human. Just go up to them and be like, oh my god, that looks great. Like, I love the way you look. Can I take a picture of you? Can I take a picture with you? And... That's it. I mean, like, <laughs> you'd be surprised how many people don't know how to do that. They they kind of do that that like skeevy like take a photo without asking and run away type of thing. Uh, we want we want people to take photos of us. Uh, that's why we dressed up. We want you uh, unless it's like I'm mid eating a burger and I'm grease everywhere. Like, please don't take a photo of me. I look terrible. Uh, but otherwise, uh, give me the attention. I'm here to get happy, positive energy from everyone. I want you to be my friend. I want to have a conversation with you. I want to share my passions with you. Let's geek out together. So just come up to me, start a normal conversation that you would start with a normal person. Uh, And the things not to do uh is to okay say say you did ask me to take a photo well then don't immediately think that it's time to grope me and hug me and do things that you'd only do with a girlfriend or a boyfriend like right. don't don't put your arm on my like hips uh put your arm on my shoulder or if i'm wearing like a really fragile costume just don't touch me and kind of do a peace sign or something because uh, it, it's 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 my personal bubble and there's a lot of people here, and it's kind of stressful. And you can you can assume that I'm a people person, or you can assume that I'm I get nervous in crowds. Uh, the best thing to do is to just smile at the camera with me, um, and not have to like touch me or anything. And if you unless I say yes, you can touch me, or, or you know ask politely. Always ask for permission, because then it, it it doesn't leave any room to for both of you to get uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Those are that's my pretty, tips. That's,
1: that's, 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 that's a good tip. That's actually far more straightforward than I thought. I thought there was going to be like a long list of like, do this, do this, do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this and don't do that. It, it's it's
2: pretty much just don't be a
1: dick. It's common sense. Which like, really don't, should you know don't be a to dick. Everything. Yeah. Say you know say hello, ask permission to take a picture, mm-hmm. and don't be a dick. Really, ask yeah. yourself. Keep your hands to
2: yourself. Show appreciation like a like a normal person.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, and if we look really tired, please buy us a bottle of water because we haven't drank anything all day and, and we haven't eaten all day and our shoes really hurt.
2: Imagine your shoes always hurt. Uh, oh one more one more question of advice for you. If if somebody is interested in uh in, in dipping his or her toes in the water of cosplay, where would you recommend they get started?
0: So if you uh, have a character that you like um, and you want to cosplay it, then uh, yes, cosplay it. Uh, Go ahead and do some research about how to put your costume together. Go ask people how to do it. There's Reddit. uh, There's cosplay.com. You have your fan geeks as well. You can ask them how to make stuff. They can help you make stuff. Um, you have your family your mom probably has a sewing machine your cousin probably has a sewing machine and if you don't want to sew it and if you don't want to like make things yourself there's Etsy there's plenty of cosplay shops online I totally think people should buy cosplay costumes if they can't afford to uh, to sew it themselves or or they don't know how to sew the things like that like there's plenty of like discount cosplay costumes out there um, just go for it and try your best we're it, it's it's all about being passionate and and showing people that you want to do this. If you dress up as this character, but you're like really upset about it, then, then what's the point? You know, you want to, you're doing it because you're happy. Um, and I say, go for it and don't wait. Don't. Don't put it off until Halloween. Don't put it off until next year. Uh, make a costume right now and run around your room. Go to your friend's birthday party in costume. What's, <laughs> what's stopping you? It's, right. it's really fun. Trust me, most people who cosplay have not stopped cosplaying. They yeah. love it. It's, it's an addiction. And just jump in.
1: Right. You heard it here, folks. You don't need a convention or a festival to cosplay. Uh, just go to, uh, just knock on your neighbor's door. And as Pikachu, <laughs> and say Pika Pika, and then run away. That's
2: idea. When can some of these? Uh, when, when can somebody like say
1: Nelson Lugo? Yeah, uh, see you perform live again. Yes. Where where can someone like me? Or Nelson or Lugo, or say someone like me? Like yeah, or someone like Schaefer darkler Like when can we see you perform again?
0: Uh, well, immediately um, in uh, th- th- Thursday or Friday. Uh, I'm performing uh, at the Waystation. With Wasabasco, You can actually just look it up. The Waystation is a Doctor Who-themed bar down in it's glorious. Brooklyn.
1: It's glorious.
0: And uh, I'll be performing there um, within the next week. And, What's the show? Uh, it's just going to be a general Wasabasco geeky oh, neo wonderful. show. Wonderful, yeah, wonderful. Uh, just very general. It's their like, monthly show. And um, I'm always performing all over the city. I perform like two to three times per week usually, except for this week because it's Thanksgiving, and Aww. I just want to eat and get fat.
1: Me too. Me too. I'm going to cosplay a pie and then I'm going to eat myself. (laughs) I'm going to
2: cosplay an uncomfortable, sleepy person.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you. Oh. Oh. Yeah, you could pull that off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, thank you so much, uh, Stella Chu, for coming all the way out to Studio 6C and um, sharing your thoughts on Star Wars and cosplay and misogyny and... Thank you so much. This has been Stella Chu. Chu chu Choo, choo, choo choose me.
2: Many thanks once again to Stella Chu for dropping by the podcast this month. You can check out more of her material at stellachu.com and that's S T E L L A C H U U. Dot com, or check her out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Stella Chew. And in that version, there are five U's. <laughs> five. Because it's not Chew. just Stella Chew, it's pronounced Stella Chew. I choose you,
1: Stella Chew. So what do
2: you say, Lugo? We'll do some plugs and we'll go home?
1: Uh, and I, by which I mean, you'll go home because I live here? Yes, you live in the spacious and beautiful Studio 6 So spacious um, I and just so wanna, beautiful. I just want to say that uh, I just really had a good time with uh, Stella Chu here. And I think uh, we should have her back at some point. I thought that was a great conversation we had. It touched on a whole bunch of topics we didn't think we were going to get into. And uh, uh, it was a good time. I'm very thankful that she could uh, take time out of her busy schedule to be here.
2: Likewise. I, I agree. She's, yeah. uh, that's Stella Chu. She's a delight. That's what they say.
1: <laughs> the they,
2: yeah, or us.
1: you. I think she's well. The I goblins in my head. Fair enough. That's
2: who. If I ever say they, that's who I'm referring to.
1: Got it. Got it. Um, I do want to make a correction though. Um, last podcast, I told a joke about, and it was a, a title for your upcoming album. I can't believe we're still talking about titles for my album. I look. I'm going to be talking about your album until you actually put it out into the world release
2: so. date eventually 2013
1: <laughs> and that's as close as the days anybody's gonna get um but the joke was um i i one of the titles that i came up with or that i claimed i came up with was the ides of mark which you actually enjoy was like, i thought that that was rather. It's clever. the only one from all the suggestions you actually enjoyed right uh it's not mine i actually read it And forgot that this person had said it first. And I'm going to give credit to Mr. I Bonds. I'm very sorry for stealing your joke, sir. Uh, That was not cool of me. I apologize.
2: You know, I kind of suspected that you didn't come up with that because I liked it. Oh, dear God.
1: I'm going to hurt you.
2: So what's next for you, Nelson Lugo?
1: I'm going to be in Orlando, Florida. Ah, uh, the city of lights. <laughs> the, the city of brotherly love. The windy city. The city that never sleeps. The big easy. The the garden state. I've run out of things to say. Um, I'm going to be in Orlando, Florida. I'm going to be in a lovely, wonderful, fantastic show. BBB presents Red Lily Lounge Burlesque After Dark, and it's going to have such wonderful, wonderful burlesquers as uh, Kissa Von Adams, who was just in the Lord of the Rings show, uh, Gams Divine, um, and all kinds of wonderful, wonderful people. I'm going to go down there, and I'm going to uh, fill that classy, classy show with all of my nerdy shenanigans. You hosted this show last month, didn't I you? I
2: did host this show last month.
1: So if you are in the Orlando area, come on down. Uh, find us. Find the invite on Facebook or go to the Red Lily Lounge on, what is that, Friday the 30th. That's when I will be there.
2: Terrific.
1: Yeah. And then, uh, what is this? December 1st will be Geek Boys Burlesque, an all-male review. All the nerdy boys are going to get together and they're going to uh, do all of their best nerdy acts for nerds in the audience. So I'm re- I'm, and I love that show a lot. I, I've made, God, I love that Geek Boy show. <laughs> I'm so happy that exists in the world. Uh, if, if somebody else was producing it, I would go there and geek out. But I, I, I'm very proud that I get to do it. And if you
2: would like to contact us and send us all of your thoughts and tell us how much you love the show and uh, et cetera, <laughs> you can email us at
1: epicpiecast at gmail.com. That's right. Epicpiecast at Your one-stop shop for all your loving emails for Schaefer the Dark Lord and or Nelson Lugo. I've grown weary of this. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode four of the Epic Piecast. My name is Nelson Lugo. And my
2: name is Schaefer the Dark Lord. Have a good one, internets. Bye. The Epic Podcast is brought to you by Nerdy Show. All programming on the Nerdy Show network is listener-supported. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, you can show your support by telling a friend or going to nerdyshow.com and clicking the support button. Even a small contribution gets you cool nerdy perks and allows you to take part in our monthly support drive contests. For more episodes of The Epic Podcasts, videos, contests, and other nerdy programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Subscribe to all our latest episodes via the iTunes store. And remember to follow us on Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter at Nerdy Show to keep up to date on the latest Nerdy Show news.